Welcome to the Living Social Justice Podcast, an initiative of Common Ground Church and Common Good, where we explore our lifestyle response to topics of social justice. Our hope is that a growing number of Christ followers begin to individually and collectively live out justice, creating a groundswell of positive change in our society. Hi everyone, I'm Sharon Kloffers from the Common Good team and I'm very excited about this episode as part of our Living Social Justice stories. Today I've got um, Sue with me in the studio. So Sue, thank you so much for joining me. Sue Taylor runs the Shine chapter at Q-Town Primary. And Sue, you've been a great role model to me just watching you in our congregation. I look up to you as a fellow mother of four boys, of four children, not four boys, four children, and just um, what it means to be serving God in every season and really being true to what God's put on your heart. So I just love your story. I've loved hearing your story and witnessing your story over the past years. But I'd love to prompt you to tell your story today. Thank you so much for being here with us and for giving up this time. It's a pleasure. It's lovely to be here with you. And uh, let's hope we can inspire lots of people out there using ordinary people Great. who are working out there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just like you, Sue. So maybe just to start us off, tell us a bit about your background. I know you are Kiptonian, but tell us a bit about your training and who, a bit about who you are. Sure, sure. So um, I was brought up in Cape Town, went to school here, and uh, once I finished school, I trained as a nurse, and that was because I'd actually become a Christ follower in my mid-teens, and the Lord immediately laid on my heart an enormous love for people, which is something I actually hadn't had before, mm. and it was quite a um, mind-boggling thing to realize how much I wanted to love people practically to serve people and I was happy to serve people right there in the coal face so that's why I went nursing which I loved went through a, um, Victoria Hospital in Weinberg at the end of my nursing I, I got married and um, my husband and I then had four children and so I was um, at home with my children for most of the uh, early school days and then I started volunteering because I didn't want to go back and work full time, but I did still want to keep on serving people, so I looked for places I could serve, and I volunteered first at St. Luke's Hospice as a, um, a nurse in the outpatients department, which I would go and do during while the children were at school, and then because I love children so <laughs> much, <laughs> I then moved on to Red Cross Children's Hospital and worked as a play therapist wow. for a few years, and then I heard about Shine. I heard about Shine through a friend, and I decided to go and do the training with them and ask them to send me wherever they needed me, and that was into retreat, Luria okay. Primary School. And then about a year later, Common Ground started, started to work Q-Town. at Q-Town. Okay. okay, and, and so, so you moved across. I did. I moved across there. And I've been there probably for about seven years wow. and managing the team now for about six years. Beautiful. So I know you've told me over the last year and a half just so many stories, <laughs> individual stories of transformation you've seen in individual children, but also the incredible journey that it's been for some of the volunteers. Mm. Don't you want to just tell some of those stories 
Sure, sure. That's something that's unexpected for a lot of volunteers. When they start volunteering, they just assume that they're coming in to help these children right. and that these children are the ones who um, need their help, but they don't realize that, in fact, they are going to be helped a lot themselves. Mm. And that sounds strange, but it happens in that working with children that are as challenged as those children are, literary-wise, mm. and also from their backgrounds, you've got to have a lot of patience. Yeah. You've got to be very, very kind. The uh, ethos of shine is very much a positive reinforcement. So okay. we never reprimand children. We never say to them, no, that's wrong. As we're right. teaching them, we will always say, good on you for trying. Okay. Let's just try that a slightly different way uh, until we get them to where we want them to be and getting it correct. But that means that the volunteers have to back off a bit. Uh, and instead of them wanting to do everything correctly and them wanting to perhaps get their child to be literate by the end of the year, they've got to step back and actually be patient wow. and very kind and very loving to coax this child on its literacy pathway. Right. And that is amazing to watch volunteers suddenly realize that they're actually learning that gift and that fruit right. really of the spirit of being kind and being patient and being forgiving because sometimes the children can be difficult yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to bite your tongue a little bit but that's a good thing to learn and um, also for me a great thing is just we've got quite a few retired people amongst our volunteers we have over 40 volunteers at wow. the moment and I'd say at least a third of those are retired folk and that's so interesting. They're just perhaps thinking initially they're coming in to give a bit of their spare time. But instead, they're actually putting themselves in a completely different in milieu than they would normally be. Um, and I love just wandering around the center while they're teaching and watching a, a gray-haired old head next to <laughs> a, a black little child. And they're just the best of buddies because... They get each other. Beautiful. Um, and through the year, that bond grows because they work with that same child through right, the whole through year. Right, through the whole program. Coming okay. in once a week. Mm. Um, uh, most of the volunteers coming in once a week. And that's a huge bonus that I don't think that they anticipated would happen. That mm. in this country where we need to cross cultural barriers, racial barriers, financial barriers, um, there's a place where you can do it naturally and children just accept. That's and lovely. so that's a beautiful thing to watch as well. So tell us a bit more about the actual program. I know you started with a grade two program, so that was happening on two mornings a week, mm -hmm. yeah. but then volunteers would come in for, was it one hour? Yes. Two hours, one hour. Yeah, one hour. And then now there's a grade three program happening mm -hmm. as well as a follow-on. Mm -hmm. So you are in Q-Town Monday to Thursday, is that right? Indeed. <laughs> So just tell mm. us a bit about what the program entails. If someone wants to mm -hmm. volunteer or get involved, what is the actual commitment that it um, demands? Okay. So Shine is an NGO that uh, has been around for 18 years now. So they offer a wonderful training program for new volunteers, which we do on site in the school. So if somebody wanted to volunteer, they would uh, contact me and I would first get them to visit the school for one session, one hour, 
and just wander mm. around and watch what's happening. And so they can see if this is really something they want to be involved in. Mm. Then we would let them have the training, which is uh, three to four hours of a one-off session. They would come back again after that to shadow a, a volunteer so they can watch what they've learned now uh, practically in action. And uh, if they're comfortable after that, then they'll start teaching. They can come in for just one session once a week, or they could come in every day if they felt like it. Um, and that, so they would, uh, we teach from nine till 10, and then again from 20 past 10 to 20 past 11 on each of those days. Okay. So they would need to come in 15 minutes before that, have their hour, and then 15 minutes to wrap up and pack their stuff away. Right, mm. and they would be matched with one child ideally for the whole program, so they really can take mm. that child through and kind of go on that journey with that one child, which Absolutely. makes it so special. Absolutely, most of the volunteers, if they come in for one morning, they'll stay for both sessions. Right, so they would be seeing two different uh, different children, children through their right. through okay. their year. But there are a lot of bonuses to that. Working one-on-one means that you really get in tune with that child. Yes. Um, and you build a very deep relationship with them. Um, yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> so you've obviously been involved for years now. And I know from chatting to you, you, you speak about how you know develops patience in you and all of those things. Mm. But it's also meant that over a sustained period, you are going into the same space working into the same community with the same headmaster and teachers and staff and you've developed a real sense of what's really going on in that community and in that school and the children that are coming through that school the something more about the lives that they're living and how that's different it's only eight minutes down the road but it's really different to some of the schools that our children are um are a part of here in Rondebosch so Maybe just describe a bit about that, the insight that you've been given into school, a school in Athlone um, and, and what those children are exposed to and the environment that they are trying to learn in. Mm. That's a great question. People often ask me, why is it a government school and their literacy rate is so abysmal and their dropout rate is very high? And you need to go into the school and into that um milieu that those children mm. are growing up in it's high gangsterism high abuse alcohol substance even sometimes physical abuse for those children some of our children that we have in the shine center are in places of safety which is better for them than being at home with their parents sure. um some of the children are parents in the home too in a way a lot of absent parents and some of our older children are actually having to care for their younger children. So they get very little time to be a child themselves or do any homework or uh, anything like that. Um, and so the children are already having to deal with a lot of angst, mm. which is not conducive to learning. Mm. So when you come from a solid home and you're fed well, your nutrition is good, you get a good night's sleep, and you're happy, you're far more responsive at school to learning. But when you come frightened and hungry and unsure of everything around you, All those you stresses. Yeah, mm. those stresses are definitely releasing a lot of adrenaline, sure. which is shutting down the learning centers. Yeah. So the children have all of that to deal with. And you need to be respectful, though, because mm. you've got a lot to learn from them as well. Absolutely. 
And in that school, we have huge respect for the mm. staff, for the principal. And that's one of our mantras that we always keep in our minds all the time is to love and respect everybody mm. from the security staff to the groundsman to the principal. And the children, too, need to be given a lot of respect. Right. And I think that it works well. Mm. We've got a lot of love to give. And the children just blossom. When we so watch them come in at the beginning of the year, and some of them are just so scared when they walk in there. It's a new environment for them, especially one-on-one. Yeah. -on -one. Yes. And across cultures and races can be very intimidating for a child. But then they soon realize that we're on their side, and we actually have a lot beautiful. of fun there. Mm. And it's a beautiful room, too. We're most grateful for the fact <laughs> that we got to completely redo that room last year. So it's a lovely space to be in and we just watch children change it's not just they just learn in to read and write but they're learning to be proud of themselves they're learning to have some respect for themselves because they keep getting um, praised so they get reaffirmed constantly that right. they're not stupid they just don't yes. know it yet and yes. that's what we're there for to help them learn that about it process. Mm. so that's a beautiful thing because then the children become confident and then they themselves actually start to um, take pride in their work and when they go back to the classroom they tell us that they helped a friend Lovely. and that's beautiful to yes. see that yes. they actually and and actually as we've watched our children um, pass through shine and now gone into the higher grades we've actually seen some of them take on leadership roles and Beautiful. become class monitors wow. and playground monitors mm. and you can just see that that there's a, a saying from shine that readers become leaders mm. and it's actually really true mm. and we see that and we see some of them getting prizes at prize giving oh, so they're so proud they're so thrilled with themselves and that's a wonderful thing to give to a child. Absolutely. Yeah. So I know from my own children how much of literacy is a is really a confidence thing. Mm. It's them developing a love for learning or even just feeling like, look what I've just done, Mom. Mm. I can I, I just read that book. And how how that confidence is so much a part of um being open to learning, like you like you were mm. saying. Um I just, I just love that about this program, how it really is so much more than just sitting with a child and making sure that they can read some words. But I remember when we first spoke, I hadn't realized that difference between um, learning to read versus reading to learn. Maybe just explain that to, to people that are listening in right mm. now, mm. how critical it is that literacy and foundation phase because of what's coming at a grade four level. Can you just mm. give us some insights into that? Mm. In those first four years called foundation phase from grade R, grade one, grade two, grade three, a child is learning to read. Mm. So it's like building blocks in the basement of a home and even the foundation that you've got to lay those bricks first for, for them to be able to then read to comprehend and people are often not quite sure what that what means does that mean? but yeah. if a child can just read like i'm looking or thinking of some of our children who are battling still at the moment they're battling to read each word but they're not comprehending because yes. the focus is on how do i sound out that yes. word i've seen that word before what is it but they're not comprehending the text the actual at all. sentence and what the phrase is trying to explain exactly to and and you we wanting to get through into that level of literacy 
where they're actually reading to comprehend what they're reading so that they can then answer questions right. and also so that they can then question themselves or their teachers and learn more and expand yes. their their knowledge. And just on that uh, point, we also, even at this young age, introduce nonfiction wow. into our reading to them. So the last 15 minutes of every session is just reading a book to the child for the love of them hearing love a story. It. And we've discovered that to read them a, a really great, well put together nonfiction at a child's level just blows their mind. Yes. They suddenly realize that reading isn't just to read a story, it's actually to understand the yes. bigger world out there and they can understand something, suddenly something about astronauts mm. or the great apes or something like <laughs> that that have never even come into their thought process yes. before. Uh, and that's getting them ready for grade four onwards where they have to be able to read. Yes. So, so from grade four, mm. even just to answer a maths worksheet, exactly. they need to be able to understand the question accurately so that they can actually answer it. Yeah. So it really will cripple them mm. going forward um, in their school journey if mm. they can't read to learn. Right. right. It's going to affect every single every aspect of their every education. subject that they do. Yeah. yeah. So going back to what you were saying about mm. the space being transformed. Mm. So I had the privilege of coming to that launch and seeing you so excited to <laughs> cut that ribbon and let everyone inside. Mm. So that was a beautiful journey of many different people mm. and groups getting involved to help you transform that space. And I know I, I got to see it before the transformation. So what was initially just the school library, am I, mm. am I right? Mm -hmm. That then was transformed into kind of a multiple space where the one side is your shine center and the one side the, the opposite side is then the the school library mm. but maybe just tell us a bit about that journey and the collaborative effort that got to see that transformation happen mm. so we had this big space which was shared by uh, what was an old library but was never used anymore as a library it wasn't a functioning library at all and there was no librarian and then the other part was, I think, an old classroom. And the staff had lost their staff room because they, the school has been expanding, but the government unfortunately hasn't kept up with supplying them with new classrooms. So slowly rooms are being removed from the school to be used as classrooms. So it was used as a staff room as well. And um, I had we'd been thinking about how could we make this into a, a real functioning library because we want to promote literacy in the school and only 10% of schools in South Africa have functioning libraries. So you can get children excited about reading but then they can't, there's no material they can read um, besides their textbooks, which isn't gripping either. But um, Sorry, sure. no, it's good. But, <laughs> <laughs> but reading for pleasure, for, pleasure, for yes. gaining knowledge. <laughs> Uh, and um, so I was invited to come to an interesting collaboration last year at the Graduate School of Business yeah. that was bringing together NGOs, government, and school leaders, so principals or HODs, deputy principals, bring us all into the same space each Saturday for a month, for okay. the month of March. And the wonderful thing about that is that we all got to hear about each other. I can't remember how many were there. Maybe there were about 80 people there. And we were hearing from different perspectives what was going on in the education sector. And other people that were on the fringe of education, like Seesaw Do, which yes. is a young design company that, that redesigns spaces that children use, either in a playground or in a classroom situation. But they redesign. They all are designers. 
And then I also got to meet Cosmos from the Bookery, right. which is an NGO that opens libraries and schools. So it felt so God-inspired right. that we all would s- happen to kind of sit down to lunch one day <laughs> at a break. And and I was just so excited to meet these people that could be the people that could come on board a team right. that could make all of this come true. And then we did um, we got some fantastic sponsors on board as well, which we, who we were so grateful for. Um, from outside of Common Ground Church right. and outside of the school. So it didn't sure. cost either anything, and the Lord just provided to the last cent Beautiful. for a wonderful uh, collaboration effort that resulted in a wall being uh, built up between these two big r- right. these two rooms and uh, joined by a door and a window, and we now have a fully functioning library with a library assistant, and the children are using it every day. Beautiful. And uh, she's doing a great job there. And our Shine Center is just beautiful. So just a beautiful space. And we created in the w- one corner a lovely sort of lounge effect area right. um, where the teachers can come and relax and, and make it. themselves a cup of coffee and Lovely. have meetings and so on. So it, it kind of helped the staff because yes. we do want to s- serve, serve and support the sure. staff as much as possible too because they have a tough tough time wow (laughs) i'm sure they're so grateful to have you and your team there sue (laughs) so at the moment you said you have about 40 volunteers Mm. but as these programs go if people do want to still get involved or find out more about um any of the mornings and and how they can be involved in the Mm. the literacy program Mm. what's their best way of contacting you or finding out more about the the shine that's happening at q town um they can actually email me directly. Sure. That's absolutely fine. They can email me directly and they can also go on and Google Shine Literacy and just okay. read up about the NGO Shine. Right. Just to the see if that itself. really is something that mm. appeals to them. Um, and we would love to help the school at the lower grade levels too because mm. we're working with grade twos and threes because that's what Shine does. But there's already grade R and grade 1 where the foundation stones should actually be being laid. Right. And that needs to be tackled as well. So that's Brilliant. another story. But at the moment, because Shine works with grade 2 and 3, that's what we're working with. So you're still exploring mm. opportunities at the at the earlier stages, grade R, grade 1, possibly even pre-grade R in the feeder schools, that kind of thing, to try Absolutely. and get yeah. that phonics going. Mm. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay, so you said they can contact you by email. What's your email address, Sue? It's suetownley26 at gmail.com. And I know that these opportunities to get involved in the literacy programs will also be on the Common Good website mm. on the volunteer pages. So you can check that out if you are interested in that. Otherwise, if you're not in the Bosch AM congregation, you can find out more about your SJM team and whether they are either running a SHINE program or considering starting a SHINE program in a school in the area. But SHINE is involved in a number of schools across the city. Mm. And literacy is something that we're really wanting to see entrenched in the schools that that our literacy levels start to improve, that we can give every child in our city and in our country the opportunity to really learn and start their school career off well so sue thank you so much for firstly for everything you're doing and for the volunteer army that you are coaching and um and leading thank you so much if you've enjoyed this episode subscribe to our channel living social justice on soundcloud 
You can also find more resources on our website, commongood.org.za, including our justice journey courses, devotional content, and volunteer opportunities. Bye for now.